Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. One of the big stories right now is a massive missile attack, apparently, by Russia against Ukraine. Now, the of course, the Western mainstream media is calling this the biggest attacks in months, showing, you know, pictures of, uh, you know, injured people taken from various different sites. And the Russian side of the story is, of course, well, this is just a retaliation for the attack on their bridge, which happened over the weekend. We covered that in detail here. I had heard about the bridge, not in depth, obviously, because Western media isn't going to talk about that. And I'm not able to go to RT to get the Russian side of things. But as uh, I understand it, there was this important bridge related to uh, Crimea, Crimea, Crimea yeah. whatever. And the Ukrainian military destroyed it. Well, Ukraine has not taken responsibility for it. But the Russia side of things is that it was Ukraine that, that did it. Uh, they claim that they have investigated it somehow or whatever. And that all indicators point to Ukraine. Well, whether it was... It. The Ukrainian military or even sanctioned or approved by the Ukrainian government, Ukrainian military, it was anti-Russian and it was pro-Ukrainian. So, yeah, and it's not unbelievable that it would have been Ukraine that did it because Ukraine also had been attacking Crimea in various different ways. For instance, they built uh, a dam to prevent water from getting to Crimea, which was destroyed early on in the uh, the invasion by Russia to restore the water to supply to Crimea. So I mean, yeah, that's they, horrific. I mean, denying someone water like that is that's kind of an act of war, it's man. Terror. Russia is now calling Eastern Ukraine Russia. Ukraine is now <laughs> calling that. Well, still calling it Ukraine, and so that's where the the controversy and the ongoing fighting is likely to continue. Is Ukraine at war with Crimea? Well, because as, I mean, it sounds like they are. As I understand it, they are. They're upset, right? Because because Crimea basically broke away and joined Russia in 2014, and so they've been subject to alleged terror strikes by. I thought Ukraine Russia annexed then. Crimea. I don't. I. I well, heard, they, there was a vote, and then they annexed. Yeah, it, I heard right? there okay. was a vote this weekend. That's what um, I think. Peakless Peakless well, Mountaineer said. One question I have is. Is one of Ukraine's goals to get back, you know, the Donbass region and Crimea? Or are they not trying to get Crimea back? I think they still have Crimea, don't they? Russia has Crimea. No, no, the Ukrainians. Are they trying to get Crimea back? I'm not sure. I don't know if they're just trying to punish them or take it back or, or what their goals are. Well, if it's true they cut off their water supply, it sounds like they're trying to punish them or exterminate them or kill them or whatever. And if it's... If it's true that the city 11 mile bridge and that most of the goods that are received in Crimea come from and travel across this bridge, it makes it a little more understandable, not proportionate still, but it makes it more understandable that Russia would respond with missile fire. There were allegedly three people that did die, three innocent people that died. So there was a suicide bomb apparently that set off, uh, was in a truck that was going across the bridge. And at the time there was a passenger vehicle that was Right next to the truck. So purportedly the three deaths were the people that were in that uh, passenger vehicle that was just happened to be next uh, next to it when it exploded. Uh, Terrible. Putin said further, if there are further attempts to conduct terrorist attacks on our soil, Russia, Russia will respond firmly and on a scale corresponding to the threats created against Russia. 
Earlier in the day, multiple regions, this is back to RT's report, of Ukraine came under missile strikes with at least 11 key infrastructure facilities damaged, according to the Ukrainian Prime Minister Denis Shmigal. Putin stated that Russia was retaliating for a number of attempts to strike Russian infrastructure that had been attributed to Kyiv. Among other things, they say Ukraine has damaged high-voltage power lines to transmit electricity generated by the Kursk nuclear power plant, tried to sabotage the Turkstream natural gas pipeline. That's uh, the, stream, the pipeline that goes from Russia to Turkey, as I understand it, and was behind Saturday's explosion that damaged the Crimean Bridge. Wait, what is the evidence Putin. that they tried to destroy the Turkish pipeline? I don't know. We'll have to look into that story again. Evidence is all subjective to who's reporting on it, right? Somebody in the Russian Duma, which is their parliament, basically, has announced that they're welcoming U.S. states who want to leave the United States and join Russia. Well, welcoming. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. I loved it. As soon as I saw this headline, I was like, yes, that's that's going into show prep. But Mm -hmm. they're not exactly welcoming any U.S. states that might want to join the Russian Federation, but they will be considered says the Duma member. And as you mentioned, Duma is is the Russian parliament. I've never even heard talk of states being like, you know, we really want to join Russia. So where's this coming from? I don't think anyone is really saying it, you know, at least from the Western side of things. I don't think any U.S. states are like, you know, we want to join Russia. But I don't think so. (laughs) It's a way for Russia to like, you know, poke at the United States. And that's what I like. It's they're trolling. A senior member of the state Duma, that's Russia's parliament again, said that any U.S. states that want to break away from the country and instead join the Russian Federation will be considered. Now, I don't want New Hampshire to secede and join the Russian Federation. No way. Because that's just, you know, swapping one evil overlord for another. But it could get the conversation going again about secession, maybe. No, I don't think we should even talk about that. That will just get... People to be even more scared because they'll be like, we'll be a, a target for the D.C. to, you know, take out, take it out on Russia. And yeah. plus, everybody hates Russia right now. Look, D.C. is so out. There's Ukraine no doubt is in. that D.C. is bad. Well, see, my, uh, Russia may be worse. My perspective <laughs> is that I, I don't want anything to do with this nonsense. Right. Right. And I suspect that's sort of where Russia is coming from. Hey, if you don't want to have anything to do with this United States nonsense, we'll take you. However... From my point of view, Russia's just as evil as the United States. Of course, Russia doesn't feel that way, but I do. Yeah. The comments come only a week after Russia declared that four regions of Ukraine had become Russian territory following referendums that were widely criticized by Ukrainian and Western officials as being shams. Let me at they least... were called shams. It's worth pointing out. They were calling them sham referendums before they even started. So it wasn't like they went in at, with some sort of third-party observer and watched the process and said, oh yeah, we saw cheating going on here. This is definitely a sham. They pulled this same nonsense in Catalonia and Spain, though. When Catalonia had its referendum to declare independence or whatever it was they were trying to they were trying to declare independence. I don't remember what exactly the vote was for, mm-hmm. but the Spanish government came out and said the same thing. Hey, don't even participate in this. If you participate in this, you're committing a treason or something. I don't something think they like use that. that exact yeah. terminology, but and of course, then when the results were widespread, widely in support of Catalonian independence, they came out and said, "Well, we, we, we can't trust that. It's a sham. It's not mm-hmm. true." That cuz these people didn't actually vote. These were Donetsk and Luhansk in eastern Ukraine. Uh, these 
referendums they're referring to that we were just talking about. And uh, Zaporizhia in the south. The votes supported the regions changing from Ukrainian to Russian territory. I would say that the votes did change the regions from Ukrainian to Russian. Just like if if New Hampshire had voted in favor of secession, Mm -hmm. it would have been immediate. State. And that's how Russia's treating it, by the way. They've yeah. signed papers and there's been, you know, whatever paperwork has gone through the Duma and has gone back to Putin and it's been signed off. And so, like, from what they're saying, this is moving forward. They're talking about bringing in the Russian courts. They're talking about building administrative uh, buildings or you know, bringing in their bureaucrats or whatever. So, I mean, it's not something to get excited about. Obviously, well, true obviously. independence would be nicer for these folks, but they can't get that. They tried that in 2014. They tried to get independence. And like, Did these regions also attempt to declare independence? Uh, Luhansk and Donetsk did. This is from State Duma Deputy Alexander Tomachev. He was responding to an online poll that showed that some Americans wanted their states to break free from the United States. Oh. It doesn't say... It doesn't say and join Russia. Ah, okay. If Americans vote to secede some states from the country and express a desire to join Russia... Newsweek worded that in a very strange way. If Americans vote to secede from the country and express a desire to join Russia, then Moscow will consider it. Tomachev told Russia new site. Oof, not going to attempt it. <laughs> the lawmaker said that the U.S. was beginning to decay and that its ally, the European Union, which also has provided strong military assistance to Ukraine, was, quote, bursting at its seams. I, I don't know about the European Union, but the United States, from what I could tell, it it's definitely in a state of decay, economically, mm-hmm. more than any other, but... Culturally, everything just seems to be rotting. The clock is ticking, it seems. And I do wonder, before you go on, what poll they are referring to. I don't think Newsweek, do they... They don't happen to link to it or anything like that. Sadly, they did not. Okay. I'm a little confused. So you're saying the guy from Duma didn't say, and join Russia, but then Newsweek just added, and join Russia? He added... He said if they want to secede and join Russia then they would allow it. But the poll itself was just to secede from the United States. Hmm. So he was like, hey, if you want to secede and also join Russia, we'll consider it. Tomachov said that this was the result of a failed American foreign policy. I mean, clearly, among many other failed policies. Such initiatives are a signal that the citizens of the United States are dissatisfied with their leadership and are ready to take extreme measures up to secession if the current policy of America continues, he said. Wow, okay. Musregtoday.ru also reported the news, noting that on social media, oh, noting that on social media, some 80% of New Hampshire residents said they wanted to break away from the United States. Where the hell oh did that? Oh my God. Wait, 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 well, wait. well, it wasn't social media. It was the union leader, right? Oh, the union leader poll? Well, no, I'm just guessing. I, I don't know. That's they... the only one that went that high yeah. that I can recall seeing, but that was like a year ago. This is a new story, right? Like, this is fresh. Did you know that they mentioned New Hampshire in this article? No, I I, well. I just saw the headline and was like, that's, we got to do it. Got to do it, man. <laughs> wow. Now, I am in favor of true news reporting, and I do not believe this to be true on the part of Newsweek, because uh, essentially it's just lazy reporting. Newsweek is saying what this Russian site said. Newsweek did not actually verify verify the claim. They, they didn't, didn't even attempt to verify right. it. They so didn't did say... You, did, sorry, did you pull up the poll and it's not the right number? 
Uh, well, I pulled up the Moss Reg Today site, but I haven't had a chance to really look and see where this uh, is coming. Oh, because even if Russian. the poll didn't get to 80 percent, uh, like at the end, maybe it, they it just did. meant at one point it got at to 80%. one point. Yeah, it was over 80 percent at one point. I think it did drop down. But again, this was an unscientific website poll on the Union Leader website, hmm. which is the top newspaper in the state of New Hampshire. Uh, and obviously, then what is the misreporting? I'm a little confused. It's not really happen. misreporting on the on the uh, from the perspective of of Newsweek, but it's it's lazy and it makes it sound like it's truer than it is. It makes it yeah. sound like eighty percent of New Hampshire residents want to secede from the United States, and, that's and I obviously love that. Not true. <laughs> but yeah, it's hmm. definitely not true. It like the words noting that on social media instead of like suggesting that like like they note it like it's a true statement mm-hmm. and yeah. newsweek just took note of it and mm-hmm. how would they and, and it's not clear if they're even talking about the union leader we're just presuming that that's what it was technically the union leader isn't social, social media, media. Yeah, it's I a newspaper that, that had an unscientific poll on the website so what is the social media to which they are referring is well it, i mean we were like People on social media were sharing it like, hey, go right. So go maybe that's it. Vote on this. But again, that we're could seriously about, be it. Yeah. We're talking about something that is, if not an entire year, several months old at this point. So it's very strange. But I'll take it. Yeah, I'll, I'll absolutely take, take it. it. Any Shout out in Newsweek like that. Right, yeah. Any media that wants to misrepresent uh, <laughs> the... Uh, I don't want to encourage falsehoods. Well, if they if they misrepresent, I mean, I'm not going to send them a correction in this case. <laughs> If they, if they want to misrepresent in our favor, if they misrepresent in the uh, the negative, they say it's only 1% or something, I'll, I'll send them a correction and say, okay, well, this poll that we did uh, over the summer showed 29%. I will I will correct to the correct number, <laughs> at least, that, that we can tell. Uh, but, yeah, I'll take it. So, apparently, a comment underneath the social media poll, I, I've got to find this poll, said, most of Oregon wants to leave Oregon. I support the big Idaho movement, and so should the people living in Texas, Florida, Idaho, and everywhere in, in between. Yeah, I support sure. any state that wants to achieve statehood. It is resulting in some extra press for the New Hampshire independence movement, uh, which is funny because I was just talking with Matt Santanastasso, who was one of the two main sponsors of the uh, the legislation last year that unfortunately did not get passed, but uh, that would have put the question to of secession to a ballot vote. Had it passed, it would have gone on the ballot here in New Hampshire, and the people of New Hampshire would have had a chance to actually have their say on this. Hopefully, we'll get to see that happen someday. It didn't happen this year, uh, but Matt was asking if, if I thought it was worth it. Was what he did putting his kind of his legislative career on the line, because he may not win his reelection campaign here this year, he said, was it worth it? And but, I told him absolutely it was. I mean, that's not a question we can really answer, right? He's the one who has to decide whether or not it was worth it. Well, he's asking for input, and I gave right. him my input. He, he, asked he said me, he's leaning towards it was worth it, but it's just been the question. And I gave mind. him examples of why I thought it was worth it, because it got a conversation started. And it, I, I said the same thing. I said it went viral even on Twitter. Like, national divorce was trending on t- Twitter, and I really don't think it would have if... In the conversation that's been started all over the country, I don't think would have been started without New Hampshire having this bill. And now apparently it's made it all the way to Russia. Right. So you got the press out of it. You got the conversation started. People considering the idea for the first time. 
You've got the there's now a New Hampshire Independence PAC that's been founded to to help fundraise and send money to candidates that support independence that never existed before. The Foundation for New Hampshire Independence did exist. It was formed in 2012, but it was kind of just laying moribund. It was just quiet and not doing anything. Right. And now it's much more active. And they're the ones that created the poll that we were referring to, which was 29 percent in New Hampshire, showing that they do support the idea of New Hampshire being an independent nation. Fifty two percent of Republicans in New Hampshire saying they support New Hampshire being an independent nation. We have those poll numbers because of the efforts of the foundation, uh, which are now you know renewed because of uh, CACR 32. And, of course, uh, Karen came out to attack uh, the state representatives recently. They're an actual Karen. You can go to nhexit.us and see the, the video footage where she tried to get the state reps who voted for the ability to vote on independence uh, she tried to get them essentially defrocked and taken out of office and, and make it so they can't run for office again. And Karen got shut down. I was talking to him about the ripples, right? Like you throw the rock in the in the lake and you get the ripples that spread out from that. We're I think we're only really starting to to experience those, right? Like there was some initial effects and then there was some more effects. And now we're seeing the initial effects leading to newer effects, right? So it turns out that what the Russian whatever this is, probably a governmental, because almost all the news in Russia is from the government. It so. was a state news agency, I yeah. think Newsweek said. Mosregtoday.ru. In this report, it turns I did find the actual report. Uh, it turns out that uh, they are actually citing the social media account of the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire, who asked a question on, looks like, October 3rd. Uh, this year. Oh, so that's pretty recent. Yeah. Uh, let's try this then. And this was apparently a reply to Elon Musk. The will of people who live, the will of the people who live in the New ha- who live in the New Hampshire, should decide whether they're part of America. And it was seventy nine percent said yes to that poll. It might have been like a Russian translation or something. I don't Maybe know. it's because uh, we. I mean, Americans usually call it the Ukraine. So they're calling it the Rush, uh, the New Hampshire. Be. I don't know. Yeah, because it was in re- relation to something Musk had posted about Ukraine, Ukraine and, and it also Russia. doesn't mean that the United that New Hampshire people necessarily support secession. Just that they should have the right to, to make decide. that determination. Yep, that is. But a again, question. I, I'm not going to send the correction to Newsweek as no. you said. And the odds are that these aren't even necessarily people that live in New Hampshire. They're just the followers of the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire right. Twitter accounts. So anyone people, that saw it. Yeah, those people could be anywhere. But I'm not going to send them a correction, but I am going to send this to Matt Santanastasso because, yeah. you know, as you pointed out, this article wouldn't, this mention wouldn't exist. If Correct. not for the New Hampshire independence movement, which was spearheaded by him and um, Mike Sylvia. Mike Sylvia. I can't believe I was spacing on the name. Another uh, great free stater who is no longer going to be a state rep. He lost the primary, unfortunately. So while, as you pointed out, Bonnie, the big bad on the uh, pro-government side, Brody Deshays, lost his primary. One of our big guys on yeah, the but that independent was side lost his almost as well. assuredly not because of secession. It was because of the stupid gun stock thing, and the governor the governor put out a you know like get that one, don't let him become a because he was d- uncovering that the governor was money laundering through gun stock, aka a mountain ski resort that is owned by the government Correct. in New Hampshire because that's apparently crazy. normal here. Bonnie, you had a story tonight about this push. That the people in like the World Economic Forum and you know big politician industry Hollywood types, now. Hollywood, 
uh, is promoting the eating of bugs. Didn't you tell me you saw, was it yesterday or today, that uh, apparently Nicole Kidman was it? Yeah, it's or, from this article. Okay, okay. Apparently, so M- Nicole Kidman, you know, famous actress, is apparently now pushing bug eating yep. in a video where she eats some kind of worm. She eats some mealworms and some horned worms, Ugh. which are big green worms. So she's not even processing the things? She's just, like, eating them? There, She says in them, she has, like, a them in little... Chopsticks, and she says it's still alive. Or she ate I can't it do alive. Accent. Oh wow! Yep. Normally, which you... I mean, it's like it's supposed to be like, oh, this is better for the environment, but you're also killing a thing with your teeth. That's oh, horrible. I like normally when this stuff has been pushed, at least from what we've seen so far. Because again, we have covered this a, a few times with with Conan on Tuesday nights. Normally, you see it's like a fried thing. Yeah, like they like process it. They're, yeah, they're trying to make it more palatable for people. You know, frying it and. Uh, putting uh, breading on it or something, right? Like they're trying to pass this off. They're they're grinding up the bugs and they're putting oh, they it made into flour. Bug bur- butter at one point. Ew. Yeah, and then there was a company in uh, Canada that had like a flour that they'd made from the bugs that was being used in the snacks. They were like making uh, the equivalent of like, Cheetos or some some sort of like puffed. What would normally be like a puffed rice snack or some puffed corn snack, but they did it with bugs, and and you wouldn't know unless you read the ingredients on the back side of the bag. So there seems to be different approaches. There's the approach of let's hide the bugs in the product and hope people don't notice. Then there's the approach of well, yeah, you're eating bugs, but look, it's fried and we put some salt on it, so it won't be as bad. <laughs> and now you're saying they're just coming out with video of Hollywood stars eating bugs while they're still alive. Yes, yeah, she says that it's like her uh, secret talent or something. One, one, not her secret talent, but she said, one of my many talents. Is eating bugs? Yeah. Wow. Just learn to play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's at the end of her career, right? Like, when's the last time you saw a Nicole Kidman movie? Um, uh, Bombshell. When was that? I've never seen Bombshell anyway. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't even know she was still doing movies. It was about but- uh, Fox News. So her solution for resurrecting her dying career is to eat mealworms? Apparently. I think that it's part of one of those things that they got to do because to stay in the in crowd, mm. the eyes wide shut crowd. They show in this video, I'm watching some of the video uh, where they're showing like this, the bugs just squirming around. Like, <sighs> it's disgusting. She says, she says, it's very juicy and watery. I can't quite... Explain the flavor, but it's good. It's refreshing. When she eats the big blue green uh, horned worm, I don't don't, believe it. I don't. I don't want to hear about bugs being like nature's fruit gusher. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) This is just like it's so juicy. Okay, you would want it to be anything but that. Like you'd want to not even notice it if you had to eat bugs. That that juice is like guts. Yeah, and blood and. Gross. So, right. so what do we need to know about this, Bonnie? He starts off saying, The World Economic Forum hates you. To fully understand why the elite wants us to eat bugs, we must first wrap our heads around one important fact. They're looking to redefine what it means to be a human on the earth. They believe that we have too many freedoms and that we consume too many resources. This is thevigilantcitizen.com, or just vigilantcitizen.com, by the way. At the forefront of this movement is the World Economic Forum. In short, they see us as cattle. Other than restricting every aspect of our lives, they also want us to consume much fewer resources. 
This is where the bug-eating agenda comes in. Using buzzwords such as sustainability, the global elite is defining what is a responsible diet while increasingly shaming those who eat meat. And he shows a little graph that they made showing how much greenhouse gases are emitted when you eat an insect or a chicken or a pig or a cow. And the most is cow. Like it shows the number 2,800, I don't know, oh, in grams. And it's only two grams of greenhouse gases when you eat an insect. That's all well and good, but these people lecturing us are like Leonardo DiCaprio flying around in private jets and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I really don't care what they have to say. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I, I, and I really don't care about the greenhouse gases uh, yeah. because if the world gets warmer, it's fine by me. If you think cows are bad for the environment, you probably live in a city far what? away from where cows live peacefully with the earth and right. have forever. Yeah, the video is a little bit uh, from a little bit from back in uh, 2018, January of 2018. It's got over a million views. The original version was on Vanity Fair's channel, and it is uh, presented as secret talent theater, where they're claiming that they have some of the biggest actors and actresses showing off their secret talents, from Oprah Winfrey cleaning up dog poop and Emma Stone hopping on a pogo stick. Natalie Portman translating Hebrew slang and Dakota Johnson sticking things in her teeth. The cover stars of Vanity Fair's The Hollywood Issue have more than a few tricks up their sleeve. Sounds like completely pointless and easy to do things. It's like garbage. I pick up dog poop every yeah. day. It sounds like the Guinness Book of World Records or the Guinness World Records over the last decade or so when, you know, they didn't have any other way of making money than to charge people $5,000 to get proof that they participated in they have this world record in like most hugs given in 30 seconds or Is that whatever how they do they charge people yeah. to wow. uh, get their listing in right well wow. i mean they're obsolete and they're like we got to continue making gotta make money, money somehow so you now you can be in for any old stupid crap you yeah, want to pay i can for. run you know 100 meters faster than anyone else while wearing clog yeah. clogs or whatever yeah, this sounds like a bunch of throwaway videos with the exception of the bug eating one it sounds almost like that the bug eating one is sort of nestled in here as this subversive propaganda, whereas the rest of it's just useless. I know, think we could say that about trash. all of them, though. Like the the Oprah Winfrey or whoever it was cleaning up dog poop is mm -hmm. a subversive reminder to clean up after your dog or that's, whatever. That's not, but you don't need to be subversive about that. If it's you know, quote real meat, if it's actual meat, yeah. I would prefer to eat meat that did not come from a murdered animal. Versus meat that did. I don't know. I just think that there would be really bad ramifications on your health for doing something so unnatural. And there already are for the way that we treat um, animals and the soil. We're already uh, so much sicker than people used to be because we're putting all these horrible nitri nitrate fertilizers on things instead of just using cow poop. Or but humans are living poop. longer than ever. And people I mean, like, who are in their forties, because they're uh, hiked up on things, not because they're actually healthy. I don't know. People in their forties and fifties look like people in their twenties and thirties from a few decades ago. I don't really think I believe that. Like, first of all, there's a, a big internet uh, conspiracy where lots of people are saying, "Why did people in their twenties look so old?" Even back just in like the 70s and like when we first got video cameras. And I've always thought that as a kid. I've always thought, why do people in like 80s movies 
They were supposed to be teenagers, and they look like my mom and dad. They look so old. Well, that's because they were um, hiring actors it's not in their just 20s. That. It's not just that. Like There'll be videos of people in high school, like actual videos of mm-hmm. actual high schools, and it'll be like, why do these people look grown up? They look so much older than they do what people do now. But on the other side, Bonnie, there's people who say that teenagers look older now than they used to because of all the alleged human growth hormone or whatever, the hormones that they're feeding the cows and they're drinking the milk or whatever. Kids are supposedly hitting puberty at earlier ages. Well, there's so. like people wearing makeup where they, would, they wouldn't mm-hmm. have been, so they look like they're older teenagers and stuff like that. But I think this is different. I think it's weird the way that people used to look like they were haggard and, you know, like used up. Mm-hmm. In their teens, and now people don't look like that. In my experience, it, I mean, it seems to be true, at least on the average. I mean, I what what's true that people what saying? look younger than they used to. Okay, or I, I don't know how to phrase that correctly. I used to always say, "Why what is like the hot girl in this '80s movie? Why does she look like she's like in her 30s? Like not in like she a good way was. either." She probably was in her 30s. But they could be supposed to be like in their 20s. Why couldn't they get a 20-year-old mm-hmm. actor? And the, the actress would be in her 20s. Like, I can't think of an example because I hate the 80s. Like, I don't want to just sit around <laughs> watching 80s movies. Did you or someone you love work, live, or serve at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988? If you or someone you know lived, served, or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988 and has cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, they are entitled to compensation. To see if they are eligible, they need to call Liberty Legal. Contaminants in the drinking water have led to these serious diseases and legislation is now available for veterans and family members who may qualify for financial help from the government. There may be a time deadline, so don't wait. Call 888-918-1037. Anyone that has lived, worked, or served at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1988 and has had cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, the money is already set aside. 888-918-1037. 888-918-1037. I'm all for doing, I don't want to say gross things. I'm all for that sort of gross out mentality. I don't okay. personally do it, but I like you it. You like a good horror movie, for yeah. instance. I find it enjoyable. I have a coworker who will do stuff like that, who mm-hmm. will eat like pickle flavored jelly beans or whatever, or pickle flavored cotton candy, or Ew. just Ugh. generally disgusting things like that. And I ordered a dehydrated tarantula, and he's going to eat one of the legs, and oh it's going to be gross. You're going to eat some of it? I'm no. not going to eat any oh. of it. Well, no. you said he's going to eat one of the legs, so I thought you meant, I'm going to eat the rest of it. No, I'm going to watch him <laughs> eat one of the eggs, <laughs> with the legs. Wait, wait. Now, is it a thing to just eat the leg, or do some people eat the entire tarantula? If he wants to eat the entire tarantula, I'm not going to stop him. Ugh. But I, I don't think Those I could bring myself to do it. Thick, you know, and furry. Uh, yeah. <sighs> so is the leg, though, right? And you got to break it off, and then yeah. I, is he going to eat it raw or cook it or something? I first? don't know how that come. I, I guess there has he done this before and is like not, not with a tarantula. About it? Okay. If they're dehydrated, you probably can't just like cook them. But he could hmm. dip it in something, make well, it less gross. Well, some of gross. these bugs are fried, for instance, so that's another option. You know, I like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It, it amuses me but this to watch other people you. do. No, I mean, it it amuses me. Like, if she was doing it for the gross-out factor, like they do in, like, Fear Factor or whatever, mm-hmm. watch me eat these Madagascar hissing cockroaches or whatever. <laughs> but she's like, no, I love this. This is great. Yeah, mm. it seems like a lie, for one thing. Like, yeah, mm, that's the part so that, good. yeah, I don't enjoy that. But if she was like, hey, guys... 
for five bucks, I'll eat this bug. <laughs> like, okay, you have my attention. Yeah, there was. I didn't watch the full video. I do have it pulled up here. I know you said you didn't want to even hear it, and I, I did, don't really. I mind. did play some of it during the the break. Um, it didn't cause you to keel over or anything. So may I may play some of this because at no, one I, point I, I don't object. At one point in this video, she it appeared as though she reacted before she even tasted the bug. Hmm. So it seemed very fake. Uh, the way this thing has been set up. But let's continue, Bonnie, with your story about this. Because it's more than just Nicole Kidman. This is just one aspect. He's talking about the general propaganda that's popping up everywhere. So he read a headline from a BBC claiming that eating insects is good for the planet and health. Then there's another one here from The Economist saying edible insects and lab-grown meat are on the menu. The next thing is a poster that Ian saw, and I showed it to Ian before. It was also on Vigil Citizen. This is um, appearing in article. schools in California, right? You know how there's lots of posters on the wall in mm-hmm. schools? They'll yeah. say, like, Propaganda. I before E except after C or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and this one has 10 reasons you should eat bugs. Do you want to hear the 10 reasons? And this is for kids. Little yeah, like, elementary little, like, school. This little is... kid cartoons of, mm-hmm. like, kids of all different colors. But th- this is dangerous, hmm. right? Because there are bugs everywhere, hmm. and you don't want... You don't want five-year-olds and six-year-olds walking around, you know, grabbing random bugs and eating them. That's a good point. Put it in (laughs) your mouth. Yeah, you're right. There's things like wasps, Uh but also just like a bug that you don't know what it's been um, exposed to. I would have to fact check this because I I don't think a school would actually do as evil as they are. There's too much risk of lawsuits Hmm. involved here. Like my kid, you know, is allergic to yellow jackets and bees and, you know, they ate this bee because the school poster told them to. Well, you can look it up. It says bugsfordinner.com. The bugs, the number four? Nope. But that doesn't mean it appears in schools. That's the only part that I I find unlikely. It says it's plastered in California public schools. Do you want to hear the 10 reasons? Bugsfordinner.com does not exist. I do want to kind of hear the 10 reasons, though. Um, one, lots of kids are eating bugs. Two billion people yep. eat bugs. That's nearly one third of the world's population. Yeah. Well, if two billion people jumped off a bridge, would <laughs> would you do it? They're also likely the least wealthy, the most poor of the world's population. People that are literally scraping to eat anything that they possibly can. And so bugs are on the menu because hmm. it's an option. Says number two, you can educate others. You can teach people that there are at least 10 great reasons to eat bugs. Number three is they're tasty. Bugs are roasted and that makes them crunchy. They can be flavored and eaten as snacks. They can even be covered in chocolate. Mm. Four, bugs can't make us sick like meat can. Meat can carry disease. These There's little chance of someone becoming ill from eating bugs. Five, little chance. Hmm. But there's still a chance. I mean, have you... I mean, I... I don't know that many people that just get sick from eating meat. We did do a little bit more digging there during the break, and the poster was cited from a website called bugsfordinner.com. That Mm -hmm. site is currently offline. However, it did exist, and a quick check over at archive.org revealed the site is owned or was owned by a company called Entosense, E-N-T-O, Sense, or one word rather, LLC. And it turns out Entosense does have an active website, uh, which is edibleinsects.com, where they will sell you buttons about promoting eating insects, and they will sell you pounds of various different flavored crickets. And And that exact poster is on that website you're talking about. 
And then I mm. found an article from csuci.edu, which sounds like something, something school, district, whatever, um, saying that CSUCI and Oxnard School District team up for the Edible Insect Project, which is the mm-hmm. same name of that website you're talking about. And uh, they had people come to the schools in Oxnard, California. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And explain to the kids why they should eat bugs. And, oh, people around the world eat bugs. Like, they're, you can put different flavors on them. Little boys quoted us saying, it's kind of weird, but I like trying new things. I don't know. Maybe and kids if love it's... bugs, right? So I mean, they're... I mean, some kids do. Yeah. There's always that one kid that you can pay five bucks to eat to eat some mealworm or whatever. But right. it's kind of messed up because you can tell he's not like all about it. They're trying to convince him. It's kind of weird, but I like trying new things. Anthony said. But when asked about what flavor bug he might like to try, he said, "I don't know. Maybe ranch." <laughs> it's not like he's like ranch. I want to try to ranch mealworm. Uh, the edible insects poster that they're uh, you're talking about here, Bonnie. It's eighteen by twenty four, and they say it is uh, colorful that will entice children's healthy curiosity. Great for classrooms and kids' rooms. Excellent addition to an entomophagy lesson plan. Entomophagy is the eating of insects. I believe is what that that I term so. means. Yeah. All right, so uh, you know, even though there's not a picture that we've seen yet of this poster up on the wall at the school, the fact that the school board or the school itself has entered into some sort of a program with this particular company does well, they, make it pretty plausible. They at least had people come out there from this company to yeah. give some lecture to the kids about eating bugs. I, I suspect they did not put up these posters, but they stopped just short of that. Mm. Right? They clearly promoted this to kids do you want me to read the rest of the six through ten reasons why the rest of them you should eat bugs number six is they keep us strong and healthy bugs have tons of protein and that's good for your muscles and bones other places totally don't have it i'm i'm just joking now but other places you can't just get protein from anywhere else but freaking eating bugs of course there's a lot of growing that people could do and then of course there are still other ways to uh, grow food that we haven't really exploited like vertical farming for instance so it doesn't have to go horizontally it can go up and there's also these lab-grown meats that could help solve the problem potential uh, solution yeah and gmos that allow you know one tomato plant to produce you know a hundred tomatoes instead of just 30 or whatever well there were already scientists that found ways to make crops uh, grow at exponential rates Without using nitrites, but the owners of 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 the fertilizer companies and stuff mm-hmm. stamped that out. That science doesn't work for us. So you know, since we profits. have the money, you're, you're going to use nitrite fertilizers instead of this stuff that just comes from nature. Hmm. Okay, number eight is they can help end world hunger. Bugs are cheap to make into food, so lots of people can afford to eat a healthy diet. But the people who have to resort to eating bugs, as we pointed out, are the ones who are already poor. Yes. So it's not helping anything. It's not alleviating anyone's poverty that some people have to... It's just making more people live like they're in poverty. Yeah. Right now, you can spend $40 at this website that I was talking about, ediblinsects.com, and you get a pound of uh, crickets that are flavored various different uh, flavors and what so, part of that is supposed to be alleviating poverty? I can get yeah. a pound of chicken for significantly less. Right. So I'm not really sure how it is that this is going to uh, help people who are poor. 
I guess the idea is that, well, once it scales up, once we have bug manufacturing facilities all over the planet and they're manufacturing bugs at high volumes, then it will become cheaper than chicken and uh, and beef. But for right now, it's pretty expensive. They haven't proven that it's scalable. We had this museum called the Pink Palace in Memphis that had this little rock candy thing that on the inside of it was a cricket. And there were hmm. always rumors among us that, you know, it was actually, you know, peanuts or some other type of nut that had been processed. But it did. It just tasted like peanuts or some sort of nut. And huh. you couldn't because it was a sucker. It was hard candy. You you didn't eat the whole cricket at once. You just sort of got to taste a peanut here or there. To, you know, <laughs> in hindsight, that's pretty gross. Yeah. But it was done in such a way that, you know, you you really couldn't. It looked like a cricket, but you didn't taste cricket or anything like that. And we all did it. Because of the squick factor, right? It was just kind of gross, but it was... The squick factor, I never heard never that. Never heard one. that either. It was just the novelty of okay. it. Yeah. I've seen those in lots of gas stations and uh, like gift shops and stuff, and also scorpions. Cricket candies? Crickets and, and scorpions and lollipops, mm. but I've never tried one. None of my, no one in my family ever tried one. Like It would just creep me out too much to know that I was eating it. And mm. I always wondered, when you get to the scorpion or the cricket, do you eat it? Or is that... Oh, yeah. I don't well, know. I mean, you don't eat a whole sucker at once, right? That's a good way to break your jaw. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way this works is like a tiny little part of the cricket gets exposed and you just eat it. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole scorpion is never all exposed at once and neither is the whole cricket I because see. it's stuck inside a hard sucker. And I'm sure they like take out the venom of the scorpion or whatever beforehand. But... I presume so. Well, you can eat the, you can probably eat the... The, the venom. The venom. Because, I mean, it's venomous, not poisonous, right? You don't mm. want it injected into your bloodstream, but it's probably fine if you eat it. Well, those are just not advice, per se. You don't know. I don't or, know. One should probably do some research <laughs> before deciding to do this. Sarah, would you start eating insects? insects? Yeah, why not? Yeah. You know? I mean, if they, pro- they grind it up in a flour and it's protein... Mm-hmm. Now, I you're on welfare, reasonable. so you get to eat things like steak and high-end foods uh, like that because the taxpayers are paying for it. Given the choice... Well, she eats banquet meals, she said. between. Well, she's also gotten like some high-end stuff, from what I understand. Um, given the choice... Banquet between, meals like the microwave dinner? Food. Yep. Okay. Uh, given the choice between a, a nice, juicy steak that taxpayers are paying for and a bottle of crickets... Uh, what's your choice going to be? Well, you know, I get to eat sushi because it's only See? $13 a big only. Um, plate. It's just gotten really cheaper here in Albuquerque. I'm just amazed. We never had any of that in the supermarket. But people wanted, people, we had restaurants here with sushi and people really liked it. So they wanted it for lunch. So we got them and we got it with EBT. So I don't need to eat That's what I'm steak. saying. She, she eats them. She's pretty nice on that welfare, but Sarah, I pay for my sushi, yeah. Sarah. You didn't answer my question, though, Sarah. I asked you if you had to choose. I'll change it up. If you had to choose between a plate of sushi and uh, a plate of crickets, which would you choose? Well, I guess I would choose uh, sushi. Yeah. I, I'm not too excited about uh, crickets. I don't blame you. She said she would but... only eat it in a form that there, it's an identifiable, like... Flower. Every now and then, Sarah and I will agree on something. And well, I mean, if I you think the about the, well. if you think about the reality of sushi, it doesn't sound that much better. It's seaweed and raw fish mm. with fish eggs on top and some some other stuff. And I mean, 
That doesn't sound a whole lot better than crickets. Yeah, I was already thinking about the fact that like people eat lobster and crabs and stuff, and that really kind of freaks like sea me insects, out. Right? And they're kind like of? sea insects, but they have they have meat meat though, in them. inside them. They also have like the well, mustard. So do crickets and stuff. It's just a smaller amount. You mm. those big giant pill bugs that you see that people fish up from under the ocean. I bet Ugh. they're. I bet they have plenty of meat in them. Ew, I've never seen well, that. But I wanted to bring up that I went to a church service at Legacy, and three people in the middle of the service, they got up, and they were yelling as they walked out. Really? Why? Uh, They said, I'm tired of hearing about politics. He was talking about the candidates that the church chooses. They had a candidate table set up in the hallway. Was this like a mega church? Yeah, it's the mega church. Oh, wow. And they were... And I'm trying to figure out, is this ethical? Is this legal? Are they authorized? They have permission to do this at a church? It depends. They have, it has to be legal because they do it on TV all the time. God TV. It depends. Jim Baker is on there saying, God wants you to vote for Donald Trump. If he told they me. are 501c3 registered, then it is not legal for them to do that, as I understand it. When I was listening to your program about uh, eating bugs and stuff like this, uh, it was... Uh, Really funny because uh, well, I've been traveling quite a bit. Uh, um, I've been seeing it in, in Africa. The people eat a lot of locusts. You can see these uh, people pushing uh, food carts with uh, stuff on it. And when I asked about it, it was locusts. The people just come and pay. Uh, and they put them in a, like a little packet uh, um, and they buy locusts. The thought of it, uh, it tells me so much. <laughs> they eat it, huh? <laughs> well, now, these are very poor people, right? Like, this is something that they... No, 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 no. 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 It's just like, uh, you know, we have in Europe, in U.S., we have these uh, hot dog stands. Yeah. All the people that are selling it, and they're the same. So is it kind of they're more touristy? It's like it's a... No, the people just... Uh, it's something normal that uh, you can buy in the street, uh, mm-hmm. like every day. Uh, Just a difference in culture. The kids buying it. Yes, it's part of their culture. Wow. It's uh, nothing is strange about it. But for you, it they was strange. You didn't, tr- us, you didn't try it, did you, Stephen? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. No way. <laughs> but uh, telling you this, uh, it's all in the head, you know, and... Um, I was put in a situation a few years ago that I had to eat frog legs, mm-hmm. and I couldn't refuse. So okay. I was thinking about chicken, and I was eating frog legs. Mm-hmm. Those are really so popular in the southern United States. <laughs> yep. Yep, um, I've eaten it. frog legs. Yeah. I wouldn't eat them now yeah, as an adult. Does it taste like chicken? I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> I've always I was, heard that it tastes like chicken. Like I have lots of family in Louisiana. It's like a thing to eat there, but I wouldn't try it. They say that about every meat, though, from alligator to snake to rattles to diamond bang meat. Yeah. I feel they like are... I did have frog legs within yeah, the last but, several but years. I had uh, what they call the um, uh, barbecue and crocodile in uh, South Africa about four or five years ago. I've oh, had New Orleans. Uh, I've had gator. <laughs> I would try yeah, that, alligator. and I would try frog, and I would try snake Gators before are... I had tried Bugs. And another thing people eat in Louisiana is a crawfish, and I wouldn't eat that. Gators are kind of like a tough chicken, basically. 
Yeah. Turtle is also popular in some places. Possum, uh, possum, I think as well. Uh, squirrel. I would never eat a squirrel. To me, they're mm. just, they they're would cute. be like eating a cat, yeah. right? Mm. Steven, but I mean, some people do. Uh, oh, are you that, seeing that, anything oh, about no, this? Hang on, hang on, hang on. You're talking about cat. The cat in certain parts of Africa is. Uh, I don't want to hear about eating cats, please. Was on there. So hang on, they they go and they steal cats because they say if you eat cats, it'll make you brave. There's a lot of talk in the European Union, obviously, about conserving energy with the Russian gas being cut off and such. But also, word is France has a lot of nuclear facilities. So are you feeling like this is going to be a, a normal winter for you there in France? Or is there talk about cutbacks and reductions in France as well? Oh, certainly we're going to have reductions. We're going to have a lot of problems. And it's all created by the government themselves. Sure. Already our uh, electricity bill has gone up by three times. Wow. 300%, you know. Some people have gone even uh, worse. The price of uh, the petrol and uh, diesel has gone up by uh, about 200%. Damn. Uh, everything else has gone up hugely. And they, I'm sorry they to hear started, that. They said we have to. Yeah, this, it's just... It's just created it's something they created themselves. And I don't understand why. Because they say the fuel has gone up, but if you look at the price of a uh, barrel of petrol, 10 years ago, it was about uh, between 120 and 148. And the, the diesel here, it was about uh, a liter, a euro a liter. But now, but yesterday, it was about $80 a barrel. Yeah. I mean, they did it because they don't, they don't believe in consequences. They believe they're gods. They're all-powerful. They're in control of the universe and the earth. Exactly. And if they decree a thing to be true, then it's going to be true. And there are no such thing as consequences. That's why they did it. It seems to me that, you know, for generations in the United States, we've been socially brainwashed by the government ever since the Red Scare and prior to that, that the USSR was evil and, you know, the U.S. is good and etc. And I, I know Russia and the USSR are different, and some people argue about how different, but um, I think that kind of is a a big stumbling block in understanding um, and looking at current U.S.-Russia relations from an unbiased point of view. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say, comment on one of your... Just to clarify what you're just saying. That, you're saying that the history of the Soviet Union is affecting how people view Russia today and the u.s propaganda against it i mean there's no doubt right i mean the the average american views russia as an enemy long before this this nonsense with crimea and ukraine Mm -hmm. the the perspective has always been that russia is an enemy they're they're not a partner they're not an ally they're not a friend they're an enemy they're an adversary and you're saying that's unfair because Russia is not the Soviet Union. They should not be treated the same way as the Soviets were. Well, I'm I'm not trying to draw too many comparisons or contrasts between mm-hmm. the two, um, but I would like to point that out, that that is what helps the U.S. And, and, and Russia. They both use information warfare to, you know, gain sway. Clearly, the West seems to be winning in the fields of, uh, you know, Western media, United Nations, etc. Probably why... Organizations such as SCO and BRICS are, you know, becoming more and more popular. Mm-hmm. You know, there's clearly this bias. I mean, is it, I see it as an impediment not only to future relations, but also to the truth. I mean, one of you guys said that 
you know, you can't trust anyone. They're, they're both liars. Right. You know, and I, I totally agree with that. But I mean, looking at history, um, you know, I can count just in my short lifetime. I've noticed, I've seen U.S.-led NATO bomb Yugoslavia. I've seen them support secessionists. I've seen them invade Syria, Iraq, Libya, you know, Afghanistan. Um, and the, and yet they say that Russia does the same thing. Oh, yeah, well, it's so I bad when Russia that. does it, but it's mm-hmm. fine when the U.S. does it. Yeah, yep. I mean, totally, right? It's hypocrisy. And yet Syria and Afghanistan invited Russia in. I mean, these are things that, you know, history tells us. And unfortunately, it's not being taught to people in school today. I mean, even stemming back from in 1953, right, when Iran was overthrown by the U.S. I mean, we have a history of this coup d'etat. So... Judging, so not knowing anything about the U.S. or Russia-Ukraine war, I think it's pretty easy to say that, to bet at least, that I have a lower uh, propensity to believe Western media. Are you nuts? you think I'm going to eat bugs? <laughs> no. No. No, we don't think that. Real. Okay, thank you. But that's what they now, think. That's what the, you know, the, the powers that be want to try to manufacture somehow in people. Well, it sounds like they don't want you to eat bugs. They want your kids to eat bugs. Mm. The worst part about it is just the implying that it's immoral to eat what our ancestors have eaten for thousands of years and that you should eat bugs if you want to be a good person. That's what I don't like. If it was just like a trend that organically came out and other people were eating bugs, I would probably be even a little more open to trying it than the fact that it's being pushed on us like you're a bad person, you want global warming to happen. Mm-hmm. And- we're, we're not farming the way our ancestors farmed for thousands of years, though. Our no, ancestors but- didn't have, you know, Tyson-like farms where they crammed true. thousands of chickens into 10 square feet. Yeah, I would much rather us be able to go into uh, regenerational... No, that's not the word for it. But there, there's a type of farming that is more like what our ancestors did mm-hmm. yeah. that lots of people are uh, ancestral wanting to try it is re- regenerate regenerative farming that's what it's called it's where you have your animals on the same farms you grow your plants on they poop on it you don't have to use nitrate uh fertilizers and you can grow much better things but you're not uh propping up an industry what do you think joe do you what? think they're going to be able to persuade your your kids if you have them uh, yeah, they, they 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 they've controlled us. Well, not me, but they've controlled most of the population. You know, was born in fifty. So, well, if you take your kids out of public school, they have a significantly lower chance of being successful in getting your kids to eat bugs. That's true. Yeah. Well, they, what, what what? Okay, with the talking about the bug thing, uh, General Philip Sheraton, he wrote a. Uh, correspondence to the War Department and the President said, what we have to do is kill a buffalo, uh, and that's the Indians' commissary. Mm-hmm. Well, then the Indians were reduced, and they used to have to eat bugs and grubs from the ground and things like that. So that's what our government did. That's the government that's telling us bugs are good, and they said, kill the commissary and let the Indians eat bugs. Horrendous. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. 
If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.